Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in Context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of it is on the field. We're going to get the mission. We're Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. It's just it's just Wits and I today. We're coming off the Masters, um, which we'll which we'll get into, but a very tough NFL Sunday. Wits, how are you feeling? I feel like. A lot of money has been shed here at the opening line. Yeah, I feel like our wallets have been on a diet uh, the past couple of weeks. It's been a tough run. Um, my first losing week in the NFL, and I, I had a funny feeling right before the, the slate kicked off at 12. Uh, Rube had texted me asking me what my picks were, and I was like, hmm, this doesn't have a very good feeling to it. And I ended up going uh, one, one, three, and one. So a little disappointing there, but we're going to get back on the horse this week. Uh, we're going to have our picks up on Tally site. So um, if you don't follow us on there, check us out. We'll, we'll get all our picks up for you. Um, but, Roz, you know, before we get into the RSM, uh, we got to talk Masters here. It was the, the first time uh, the tournament was held in November. It was, uh, it was exciting, but Dustin Johnson came away with just an unbelievable effort Saturday take home the title what were uh what were some of your takeaways from the tournament um well you're right our uh our wallets definitely were on a diet so i lost a pretty penny i was actually saved by Corey connors who had one of the more atrocious first days so didn't cover our first round leader but he finished in the top 10 at plus 1100 the only bet i won on the weekend other than the vikings minus three but that was monday night so we didn't count that um Weirdly, it was one of these weird things. I think I'm going to have this for all of the top guys, more specifically like Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas uh, and Rombo. We can throw him in that mix too. Um, I felt good for Dustin, right? He took all my money, but he did it convincingly. Like he just smashed the field like he's been doing. He has finished now in the top five in the last four tournaments and top, what was it, top six in the last eight tournaments he's played in. Um there really isn't anybody better than Dustin Johnson in the world right now. This might be some of the best golf by an individual player we've ever seen in our lifetimes. I know we got Tiger pretty early on in our life, um, and that's probably hard to beat. But I was happy for Dustin. I think it's a great win for him. There's the great story about how badly he wanted to win at Augusta. Um, we know his whole 54-hole lead issue that he's had, um, and he conquered that. Got it a little close. We did have Cameron Smith, who was impressive this weekend. He becomes the first player ever in Masters history to shoot under 70 in all four rounds. He gave it a run. It was cool to see Sun Jai in his new home state. Well, I 
think you've heard plenty about uh, our fantasy football league, but let's tell you where we go to try to make our money elsewhere. This is my favorite place to go, and that is betonline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing, and you know that my Packer love is an all-time high, even coming off of the loss. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. Um, I got to tell you, we've been there often. We're at their tables playing casino games as well as making our bets. Um, one of the best betting li- websites on the internet. From game spreads and totals to team players and coach coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Again, you can find Wits and I there. We are the old men who will never leave the table. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that is betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book, sports book experts. Woo woo! Sunjai no longer hotel hopping. He will be living in Atlanta. Um, so it was a, it was a fun tournament, right? It was electric. It was great. There wasn't the whole Bryson show that I thought it was going to be. Um, it was a fun tournament, and I lost a lot of money, but it's the Masters. I'm basically considering that I just paid a ticket to go watch it live. Yeah, the, the coverage was unbelievable. It was, really, it was really my first dive into watching, trying to watch every single shot. And the Masters website, you know, they have the featured groups. They've got four, five, and six. They've got 15 and 16. They've got Amen Corner. You can tune into your guys on your own channel. It was it's really something spectacular, and it was it was fun to watch. Like you said, we neither of us had DJ, but very well deserved win. Um, we both hopped on Cameron Smith as a live bet. I think it was middle of the second round, and there was a, a little bit of hope there on Sunday. I think he was within two shots and had a chance to birdie um, one of those one of those holes on Amen Corner, and it didn't quite fall through. But DJ was. I want to just say electric. I mean, even after those two bogeys on Sunday, I think it was at five and six, the guy just really didn't falter. Even with a couple of poorly timed shots, it was a it was a special tournament for a guy who has been absolutely on fire. It, it seems like ever since those comments by Brooks Kepka that Dustin Johnson has just ran away. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has been far and away the best golfer on the planet. Um, and it really hasn't even been close. You know, we uh, I think we both hopped on John Rahm as well. Um, I mean, I was all over the board. Uh, JT, Rahm, um, what's his name? Uh, everyone but Dustin, basically, I had. Yeah. Um, you know, Dustin was, I don't think he got above plus 700 after the end of that second round, and um, if you've ever heard us talk on this show, that, that, that price is just a little bit too high uh, for our liking. Um, but, you know, looking at guy Sung J.M., got to give Sung J. a lot of credit. He played a fantastic tournament and uh, a little bit hard to watch. As we've been on Sung J. a couple times in some huge spots. And he's really let us down. But, you know what, congrats to him. That That's big stuff coming in tied for second at the Masters. Cameron Smith played an awesome tournament like you said four rounds under 70 the first time that's ever happened and i think one of the underrated storylines Roz, is that rory mcelroy backdoors another top five finish um this guy was forgotten about on day one after shooting what was it either 73 or 74 but he comes storming back 
and was actually one shot better than Dustin Johnson through the second three rounds. Just had a horrible first round, but you know that was interesting to see. Um, Dylan Fratelli is another guy who had a great tournament, finishing tied for fifth as well. And then yeah, other than that, you know my my two big guys, Bubba and Tony Finau, just didn't really bring their best stuff and. Yeah, it, it was still fun. It, it's it's a lot of fun to watch the Masters, what I would consider the Super Bowl of golf. Um, and I think one last storyline, Bernard Langer, 63 years old, becomes the oldest person to ever make the cut and actually beat Bryson DeChambeau by one stroke, even though he averaged more than 90 yards less off of the tee. So um, for all the golf purists out there, I, I think they were definitely jo- enjoying uh, some of Bryson's struggles this week, um, which he ended up playing okay on the weekend for how he started after the first few holes on Thursday. Yeah, I think my only gripe, and this is unfair maybe, but I'm going to gripe because that's what we do on this show. We gripe and give our opinions. JT, probably the hottest start this past weekend, uh, finished five under through the first 10 holes, and then sunlight went down and he had to switch over. I think that shift... And days really messed with him because he was the hottest guy I felt in the tournament. And after that point, he never really got back on track. It became a roller coaster ride with him. So I lost my first round leader bet on him as well as a winner bet, both of which he had at his grasp. So I just wanted to complain a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, JT definitely had a shot, but uh, I feel like things started to go south when he hit his second shot on the par five into the water when he when he over overdrove on that approach shot so that that was definitely tough but there just wasn't really anybody who looked like they were going to stop the dj train and yeah he was uh he was unbelievable so you got to give him a lot of credit um i think and if his status was already i think pretty cemented as a hall of famer looking at the amount of wins and what he's done on tour but now he's a, a surefire golf Hall of Famer. And you know what? He's a guy who could rattle off another few majors here because he's just he's so consistent. And, you know, he's kind of emotionless on the course, which, you know, some would say is a good thing. And, yeah, he just he really didn't falter at all this week. And, you know, he ends up winning by five shots. So congratulations to DJ. Yeah, I if they would let me take a bet, I think he is definitely the best candidate for the career Grand Slam. Um and actually, one one could say I know this Masters doesn't count. He might be he might be a calendar Grand Slam candidate in my opinion. That's how good he is. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but that'd be an interesting bet if they let me take it. Yeah, yeah, that would be very interesting. Um, but yeah, that that sums up the Masters, Roz. We are uh, we're hopping right back into it with the RSM Classic this week. A lot of big names in the field. Um, you know, even after the Masters, we've got Webb Simpson is the pre-tournament favorite. He's going off at some books, you know, about seven or eight to one, depending on where you look. But, you know, we've got uh, got Doc Redman, who's been a big topic of discussion on the show. We've got uh, Brian Harmon, Harold Varner, uh, Kevin Streelman. We've got a lot of the familiar names back, Harris English as well. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be a good tournament down here in Georgia again and uh yeah Sun Guy is going to be in the field as well this week. Yeah, it's a it's a fun looking tournament, right? There are some big dogs at the top, not the biggest dogs, no JT Rom or DJ, no DeShambo. Um but a lo- lot of fun players and 
This is the home course for two people, actually. We know Rube is hot on Harris English, but Brian Harmon also lays home to this court. So Brian Harmon, or court, course. Um, so Brian Harmon's the guy I'm looking at and really like as well. I think there's a lot of fun names. I think for me, this is going to go back to the classic, just let's rip some first-round leaders, pray to God we hit it, and then run away with the weekend. I got a couple options I like now for the the winners um, to start this tournament, but I know that you got, you got to start with the first-round leaders um, when you go into a tournament, and I've got a long list already, actually. Usually I wait for you and Rube, but I got a long list that I may alter based on your and Rube's decision-making. Plus, I know they're playing on two separate courses. This will be a very weird... Um, this will be a very weird first round leader bet as not the whole field is playing on the same course. So we'll have to see how that all goes. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, so, you know, if we're looking at first round leaders, a guy that always jumps off the page for me is Harold Varner. Going back to my, my first ever first round leader bet. Um, so at 90 to one, when I look at the rest of this field, I think there's some good value there. Obviously, first round leader is a lot more, a lot more variable. Um, you know, when we're looking at just one round of golf. But like you said, Rod, it's interesting that we've got two courses. So you know, guys are going to be teeing off. Um, one of them is the Seaside course, and the other one, and the name is escaping me right now. But I like Harold Varner at 90 to one. Um, another guy that I'm looking at is. Cameron Davis, not Cameron Smith, but Cameron Davis at 90 to one as well. I think give you some good bang for your buck. Those are two guys that I'm starting off the card with, but I know you've got a big laundry list. So let's, uh, yeah, let's hear what you've got for found leader wise too. Well, I'm with you. 90 to one love Varner and Cameron Davis is, and, uh, as Rube described, Cameron Davis is teeing off first on seaside, I believe, which is supposedly the easier course. Um, I always believe when I take a winner, I got to take him in the first round leader just so I don't blow the opportunity. I got Harris English at 40 to 1. A guy who I think is about to prove a lot in this tournament is Joaquin Neiman at 50 to 1. Um, only because I heard Wits with the classic phone answer Denny boy, Denny boy. At 75 to 1, Denny McCarthy is an interesting one. Russell Henley's 40 to 1. Fratelli has made my list at 60 to 1. CT Pan at 75 to 1. And Davis Thompson at 150 to 1. That is the Sobel pick of the weekend. Um, long list for sure. Yeah, Davis Thompson, uh, interesting. I think one of, you know, probably the best amateur in the field and a guy who is definitely going to be competing on tour very soon in the near future. Um, one guy that I'm looking at, Roz, who actually had to sit out last week's masters was joe kwan joking still haven't gotten the name right joking sure was right joaquin jo neiman what i think joaquin is the correct pronunciation um but yeah joaquin neiman uh felt so bad for him i had a i had a futures bet on him for the masters at 150 to one but i unfortunately tested positive for COVID, had to sit out but i think he's a guy with you know something to prove this week going off at 40 to one um, a little bit down the list, but you know, there's a, some other big names that we haven't mentioned yet. Looking at um, Tyrrell Hatton, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood is coming back as well. You've got Louis Ustazen. So, yeah, we got a few big names, but uh, Joaquin Neiman is the guy that I'm looking for. Also, um, a guy who didn't get a chance to play in the Masters, but has been playing some really great golf as of late, Russell Henley. 
another guy that I'm looking at for you know a winner bet and a, a top five bet as well. And then a little bit farther down the list, uh, I think I'm going to go back to JT Poston this week. Uh, you know, he really didn't play well at the Masters, but this is a guy, you know, if you think, remember back to Sanderson Farms, is a guy who can really compete at this level. And I think at 101, you're getting a good price on him. And uh, one guy that I'll, I'll probably end my card with is Patton Kazir, Kaziri, however we want to pronounce it, um, at 101 as well. So, yeah, those are the guys that I'm looking at for now. And as we always do, we'll be adding to the card as the week plays on. But it will uh, be another another week back to business. And in the words of Bill Belichick, we are uh, we are on to the RSM Classic. We are leaving the Masters behind. Yeah, I'm certainly excited for the RSM and uh, hope to get our first round leader on, on track again. We were hitting hot. It's a hard one to hit, but I'm feeling good about this week as I feel every week. Um, all right, Wits, let's get into the NFL. We're back, uh, oh for week for the both of us, looking at the Lions who were up 24 to 3 and blew that lead. It was a four and a half point spread, didn't win that one. Browns up 10 nothing, gave up a late touchdown to the Texans. That was a three and a half point spread. Um, and just all over the board, Titans minus two, they got blown out. Um, I don't even know where the Broncos plus five got blown out, Chargers plus two and a half got blown out. That's me, man. I just lost lost a lot of games. Ravens minus seven, losing to the Patriots, who almost lost to the Jets. I think Lamar Watch has begun in terms of I don't think he is at that tier people thought he was. He's an MVP, wild enough. He had the stats to be an MVP. Do I think he's a true MVP in terms of a player that's going to take this team to the next level? Not really. Um, and then the Steelers are still 9-0. and So any big takeaways you had from last week? um in the nfl slate um yeah one takeaway was that the houston texans trading away deandre hopkins was just a crime um what (laughs) what an unbelievable end of the game there for the cardinals and the bills uh the hail mary and i i'm just thinking of myself you know i I did not bet on the cardinals i i had the bills money line so i i was already cooked but for all the Cardinals minus two and a half backers, what a swing of emotions that must have been to be down, get the touchdown, and then find out that they're not going to kick the extra point um, just so they didn't get it blocked. <laughs> I just can only imagine uh, the emotions if you were betting on the Cardinals there. But that was another great win for AZ. Uh, Russell Wilson, Roz, is, is rapidly playing himself out of the MVP this year, another abysmal game against the Rams. I mean, it really wasn't even close. 250 yards, two picks, has not looked like himself the past few weeks. So, you know, with a defense this bad in Seattle, Roz, I mean, are, do they have any shot at being a playoff contender with having maybe the worst defense of all time? Uh, statistically showing no. Um, they may make the postseason, but... At this rate, they'll be a first round or second round out. Um, and it, it's been interesting. Seven turnovers the last two weeks for Russell Wilson. It has been a tough, tough go for him. A guy who was so clearly going to be the MVP. I mean, in my eyes, it's always going to be Aaron Rodgers. I think he's leading the best team in the NFL right now. Regardless of the tough win against the Jaguars, I think he I think he truly is the best player there is. I mean, he can even still do it on the ground, had a rushing touchdown. But we're talking about Russell Wilson. This guy having turnover problems. And when you have that issue, 
complimenting how bad your defense is. It's a recipe for absolute disaster when you need to score 30 points in a game just because your defense won't be able to stop the other team. Turning the ball over is the worst thing you can do. So I think the Seahawks, who flash glory and all this fun um, scoring, all the outputs they had to be in the season, I don't think it's going to last. I don't think this is a Super Bowl contending team. Um, and I think the Russell slide will continue a little bit. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, the other, the most impressive team, I think for me, coming out of Week Ten, the Miami Dolphins. I mean, Tua moves to three and zero. I know there was a lot of questioning about whether they should have replaced Fitzpatrick with him, especially because they were playing so well. But they did take down the Chargers pretty handedly. I know the you know the game ended up twenty nine twenty one, but it really wasn't that close. Um, and the Dolphins have just they've been really impressive on both sides of the ball. And another team that's been really impressive as well is the Raiders. And they're going into Kansas City this week. And the game opened up, I think it's seven. So big revenge game. And excuse me, they're actually playing at home versus Kansas City. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have something to prove this week, especially off the of bye. Him and Andy Reid, that's the only game that they dropped this year. So that'll be an interesting division matchup. Um, any thoughts on that game, Roz? Raiders Chiefs? I think they're creating the drama element with all the circling the buses around the stadium. I've never heard of a victory lap before. John Gruden's response was pretty pathetic, and he just seems agitated all the time, in my opinion. Um, I think the Chiefs go in there and blow them out. Uh, there's no reason not to. It's in a dome, so there's not, not much that's going to implicate that game. I think the Chiefs go in there cover the spread i'm not putting it as a game i'm picking as i've taken the week off from picking but uh the chiefs i do think go in there and dominate and the raiders again beat a poor broncos team i think the raiders are another product of the nfl that are just beating teams that aren't that great so their record looks a little flashier at six and three the dolphins on the other hand i don't think that i think i think two is legit i think he had a really rough first game but this guy is stepping into his throws he's got an absolute cannon he is not and when he is pressured physically, right? The guys are coming to his face, but in his mind, he's not. He's very consistent. He's very calm. And we got three great quarterbacks already, in my opinion. I think Herbert, Tua, and Burrow are all going to be awesome quarterbacks in this league. I think they're going to need some help with the coaching. Maybe not so much Brian Flores in Miami, but Anthony Lynn's got to go. I don't know what his play calling is. And then Zach Taylor, again, might need to give him a chance. He's a fresh coach with his first quarterback. So we'll see where that goes. I think the Bengals need a lot more help than just on the off offensive side of the ball. So we'll have to see, but it's fun. I loved after this week. It's awesome to see these young quarterbacks getting after it. Yeah, man, it, it is really exciting. It's nice to see when, when young quarterbacks hit. And, you know, we, we know it's still very early, but like you said, Tua, Herbert, and Joe Burrow, they, they've definitely shown me enough. To, you know, to see that they can play in this league. Um, and on the same side of that coin, Roz, Drew Locke got a little more banged up this week, and he, he's a guy that he seems like he's a backup quarterback to me. I don't think Drew Locke is the answer in Denver, and I think he becomes another guy in that revolving door of quarterbacks under John Elway. I mean, he might have to strap up the pads again because— I was going to say uh, the, the irony of that. The, yeah, I mean, I, I think— Ever since they got Peyton Manning, I think they've had seven or eight starting quarterbacks, none of them which have even sniffed a Pro Bowl. So, man, it's a, it's a tough time to be a Broncos fan. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens this year in the draft. But well, i got to ask you, what's tougher, yeah. being a Broncos fan 
or being a fan of a team in the NFC least? <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, being a Bears fan. Huh. Uh, I'll, shit on you. I'll shit on you guys later. Yeah. Uh, NFC East, man. Ugh. I feel like it's got to be tougher to be a fan in the NFC East. I mean, I don't think anybody thought the Broncos were going to compete, but in the NFC East, you just got like a dumpster fire collection of teams, and I got to give a little credit to the Giants for pounding the Eagles this week. I mean, if I had to put a team to be the favorite to win that division right now, I think I'd have to take the Giants as much as it pains me, but I mean, it's brutal. I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. That division is absolutely atrocious. That division still only has two wins outside of the division on the year. And it's unbelievable just looking at this. I mean, the Eagles 2-2 two and two in the division. Giants 3-2 and two in the division and might be the best team, honestly. They've been playing the best football against their division rivals. Um, Washington 2-2 two and two in the division. They're 2-7 and seven overall. Um, so I'm trying to do the math here. 0-5, oh 0-5, and 1-and... Oh and I'm trying to do 1-3. and three. So we're at 1-13. and 13. Come on, Matt. Come on, Matt Skills. Here we go. 1-13. and 13. 1 and... So 2-18 and 18 is the NFC East versus the rest of the NFL. Yeah. It's, uh, it's unbelievable, but I think we, we definitely harped on the NFC East enough. And I guess my final takeaway for this week is that the Bears offense is 131 yards last night. Probably better off with Trubisky. And it's it's it, it's really upsetting because their defense is so good. Every so year. But if we just had an average offense, then we could be a top five team in the NFL. But it the offense is just so inept and I don't know what how we can solve it. One of the problems is our quarterbacks. The other problem is our offensive line is horrible. And uh, I, I don't really know what to say, man. It's it's pitiful. I mean, they're 5-5. Five and five. They're on bye this week. The Vikings and Lions both have an opportunity to tie the Bears at 5-5 five and five this week, whereas the Packers will probably advance and move three games ahead of them. Um, Packers sitting number one in the NFC with that tiebreaker over the New Orleans Saints, um, who now are without Drew Brees. I think it's going to be a Packers run and an Ethan run to a title this year. I think both of us are going to share in the glory. Um, I took down Rube. That's actually why he's not on the show this week because I kicked his ass in fantasy football. Now I've got our counterpart out across the way. Wits in fantasy football this week should be able to take him down just like I did in week two. Um, Wits, before I go into more talking about the dismantling I'm going to put on you, what what are we looking forward to in week 11 other than the Packers going on the road and beating this Colts team that I think, much like the NFC East, I think... The AFC South is a bunch of baloney. I don't think they're real teams. I think they're able to beat each other, but I don't think they beat the important teams. I'm going Packers plus two and a half. No pick officially, but that's what I that's what I truly feel. Yeah, well, we finally got a, a really good Thursday night game, Roz, with the Cardinals traveling to Seattle, and that's actually one of the picks I like this week. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, Road Dog, um, has done very well in his career as a head coach so far. So I do like the Cardinals. That should be a great game. 
Uh, Titans Ravens, two teams that are six and three, and there have been a lot of question marks at different points in the season for these two teams. So it'll be interesting. You've got Baltimore as a six and a half point favorite right now, and I actually like Tennessee here uh, plus the six and a half. So that should be another good one. And then looking a little bit farther down the slate, like you said, Packers Colts is a big game. Um, also a very big game here for the Vikings. I mean, they've been on a tear recently. They've won three in a row. They're facing a Cowboys team um, who was brutal, but I think they will get Andy Dalton back this week. So the Vikings, if they want to keep any playoff chances alive, are going to need to take this one down. And then, yeah, man, Sunday and Monday night, we've got great primetime games this week. We've got Chiefs Raiders on Sunday night, Rams Bucks on Monday night. So uh, primetime, the NFL finally got it right this week. And, uh, yeah, it should be fun, week 11. And yeah, say whatever you want to say about Wits's Bunny Ranch because we are we are one and eight. We are still gonna fight, but the you, uh, the playoff you left hopes, the loss off. You're actually one and nine. One and nine. The the playoff hopes have been completely eliminated. So we're we're just playing for pride at this point. And I do get you this week. You do get me. Career wise, we are four and four against one another. Um. Second straight year that we played each other twice in the same year. We split last year. And in similar fashion, I took the first matchup between us. And then you took the second. I'm not feeling it that that's going to happen this year. Especially with the load of my team playing in the later games on Sunday. I'll know what I'll need to kick your ass. And I'm excited to do that. Yeah. You know, if that's what it is, that's what it is. My team is a dumpster fire this year. And, uh... We'll move on to next year. Let me tell you, if you listen to this podcast at all, at all, by the way, the Packers got flexed out of Sunday night, so I'm a little pissed off about that, but that's a story for a different day. If you listen to this podcast at all, Wits was singing a different tune June, July, and August. Now he's all reserved. If it happens, it happens. He's the Mahatma Gandhi of fantasy football. This motherfucker is about to get drilled this week. I'm about to take the series lead. I'm headed for another championship. And when I say another championship, I put myself in the Packers category that we are, that I'm a champion at heart, and I'm just going to go pick up what's rightfully mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, really have nothing left to say anymore, Rod. Okay, I'm but my players do the talking, and yeah. We will see you next week, everybody. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, that is the end of this episode. We may have some picks up on Tally's site, but honestly, after the offer I took, I'm going to need a week off just so I can put some money back into my wallet before I start throwing it back out again. Um, this is the opening line, everybody. We like to keep the line moving. We'll catch you next week, everybody. Maybe we'll bring you back. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.